Hey everybody and welcome to TalkChain, everybody's favorite cryptocurrency podcast. My name is Matt and I'm here with Rob today. Hi guys. And today we're going to talk about the Telegram ICO. And for those who don't know, this is a really hot ICO that's coming up soon. It's restricted for most of us, sadly, but we're going to get into the details of Telegram itself and what they're hoping to do with the TON ICO. So for those who don't know, Telegram is a communication app that's gotten a lot of popularity in the last little while. It prides itself on being private, cloud-based, fast, and free. The guys are based out of Dubai, but the development team came originally from Russia. <clears throat> so it's similar to WhatsApp, if anybody's used that, but there's a little bit of differences when it comes to the tech itself. So they have unique things like secret chats, where these messages that self-destruct after a while. They're, they have abilities to program bots, which you know can be good or bad, but it can be useful in certain situations. And they also have a really good developed group um, feature that makes it really easy to talk to a lot of people at once. So this is the the app itself is Telegram, but the TON ICO, T-O-N, which stands for Telegram Open Network, um, is a different, different pro project, but they're hoping to integrate the two. So Telegram itself has 170 million active users, which is pretty large, and they're hoping to leverage that as they release this TON ICO. They plan on using blockchain technology to integrate a decentralized ecosystem through this chat service. They don't have a website, but they have a very intricate technical white paper that everybody should probably read. Um, yeah, so Rob, why don't you tell people about the team? Uh, yeah, so the team uh, consists of 15 members. Uh, the team is led by Pavel popular Russian social media website, VK, as well as uh, Telegram, and now plans to release a uh, ton. So um, in 2014, he had some beef with the Russian government during the Ukrainian crisis when the, the Russian government wanted him to give up some identities of Ukrainian citizens on the VK website, which he refused to do. So as a result of that, uh, the VK website was taken over by investors with close ties of Vladimir Putin. Um, and after this happened, Pavel left Russia and VK, and he has no plans to return, but uh, he still has full control of uh, Telegram. So um, Pavel Durov, like, he's clearly a libertarian-minded guy. He has a lot of uh, passion, a lot of drive. Uh, and he's already proven himself to be able to create a, a number of successful projects. Uh, the next uh, most important member of the team is Nikolai Jarov, who is the older brother of Pavel. Uh, he's a mathematician uh, and a programmer. He co-founded VK and Telegram uh, with Pavel. Uh, and he is the author of the 132-page uh, ton white paper. Yeah. Um, the the other people involved, so there's 13 other people involved, um, and they consist of uh, a number of uh, software engineers and programmers. So Tun's vision here is, I think what they're trying to do is become the third generation of um, blockchain technology, so to speak. So if Bitcoin's the first one where it's just uh, currency and Ethereum is the second one when it comes to smart contracts, uh, Ton wants to be this third generation, and I don't know if I totally agree with that uh, characterization just because 
they they don't have a ton of new technology necessarily but um given that they are going to be probably the largest ico to date um this allows telegram to their payment system to be independent of any government or bank is which is what they're hoping to do so they're hoping to integrate all of this stuff into one app which is which has been pieced in different separate projects that we've seen so far but telegram is trying to integrate all this into one and so they're hoping to make a private secure ecosystem within this telegram chat app that includes decentralized apps as well as a payment system nice yeah so um the funding the funding on this is pretty interesting um, and they already are the number one most funded ICO by a wide margin. I think the number one was like 240 million, um, and these guys have way, way surpassed that. So the original pre-sale started uh, in January of 2018. Uh, now, in order to have taken part in this pre-sale, you needed to participate with fiat and not crypto, and you needed to be an accredited investor in order to participate. Very sad. It would have been nice it's, to get in there. It would have been awesome. But there's another another very easy way to get in was if you were a friend of the Durov brothers, you could enter the ICO with a minimum investment of only $500,000. <laughs> so all you need is that quick 500K and mm -hmm. you'll be good. Uh, but unfortunately, if you were not a friend, you had to have a minimum investment of $20 million. So... Um, it was expected to raise $500 million during this time. And again, only accredited investors were allowed. Um, so there was a SEC uh, Form D that was filled out um, and showed that uh, Telegram had raised $850 million, which is the entire amount that they were offering. And it was uh, only sold to 81 investors. So, and that was the original um, pre-sale. So, just that original pre-sale alone, 850 million compared to second place, which was 240 something million. So it kind of blew that out of the water by a significant amount. Um, and so that filing was done only two weeks after the pre-sale launched. Mm -hmm. So a week after that, uh, word started spreading around that a second pre-sale had started. Uh, and there's very limited details on this second pre-sale, but it's rumored that it uh, has raised uh, the same amount as the original pre-sale. So we're walking around with like $1.7 billion right now. Uh, and this is all before being open to the general public. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild how much money they're they're raising here. And it's amazing and it's how pretty much controversial. interest. Well, that's the annoying part, right, is that this is all just speculation from people that are inside that are in the known who happen to know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So what we do know about the ton ICO is that they're planning on releasing 5 billion grams. So one gram is their unit of their token unit. And one gram is divided into 1 billion smaller units called nanograms. So uh, when it comes to, the ecosystem on how it's going to be traded, it can be divided into 1 billion, which is quite a bit. And the breakdown of of the the release of these tokens are is that 52% of it is actually going to be reserved by the ton in, in this ton reserve. And that's going to be used to try and maintain the price in a less speculative um, area. And amongst within this 52%, 10% of it 
is going to be allocated for incentives to developers. R related to developer incentives, 4% of the total amount is going to be held for four-year vesting by developers, and then 44% of it is going to be tradable. So it's going to be given up in the ICO as well as this pre-sale that's been going on. So they're tr going to try and keep the stability of the price. Um, they're going to try and keep it from being as volatile as other cryptocurrencies have been. And that's due to some equation that they're going to keep the price of the reserve grams. So the equations in the white paper, you should check it out just for fun. And so if the price goes below this reserve gram price, it'll be more attractive for investors to buy from the ton reserve rather than in the market. So this way, in this way, it keeps the, the swings less dramatic as it's been. The, the economics behind this, I don't know if I'm totally convinced on just because in theory it might work, but once you actually get out into the world, it might be different. So I think once the rollout happens, we'll, we'll be able to know more whether or not they, they, their theories are going to become true. Even though I, I trust that the guys behind this know what they're talking about, the, um, the white paper is very technical. I don't understand a lot of the math behind it, but you know, I think until it's actually put into place, it's hard to know whether or not it's going to be, um, be a solid, uh, solid theory. Um, yeah, it's, it would take Einstein really to sort out the, the stuff that the Durov brothers have really put together. Um, but it seems to have garnered a lot of interest, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But uh, from a technology standpoint, uh, I've never used the Chinese app WeChat before, but it's going to be uh, similar to WeChat in the sense that it's an app um, with, a, with a chat system uh, with a payment mechanism added to it. But the, dig, but the big difference will be that WeChat is uh, a more centralized system where it's entirely controlled by WeChat. Um, it plans to integrate centralization and decentralization to leverage the best of both worlds to make a top quality app that can scale and be protected against attacks. Um, I personally think it could be cause it, it could be a cause for some challenges because a large amount of the crypto community is so diehard about decentralization that it's going to probably cause a little bit of a rift. Um, another interesting feature is that Telegram is going to allow both grams and fiat to be held in its upcoming wallet. Um, so some services that it's going to offer, there is something called Ton Services, which is akin to Ethereum because it's going to be a Ton's platform for third-party services such as dApps and smart contracts. The Ton blockchain will also be based on a dynamic proof-of-stake system to reach consensus. Um, Ton DNS is a service for assigning human readable names to accounts, smart contracts, services, and network nodes. Uh, Ton Payments, which is a platform for micropayments, micropayment channels, off-chain value transfers, and paying for services that are powered by the Ton Services system. Um, and it's also a lot like Nano. Um, Ton plans to use a uh, a number of blockchains in order to be able to process millions of transactions per second. So it really seems like they're trying to com combine the best assets of a number of cryptocurrencies that are out there. Yeah, that that's kind of the 
what I what I'm getting from this project is that they're going to try and integrate all of this into into one app. And frankly, when it comes to adoption, it might be the best thing going for it. But uh, so just the things to look out for that are coming up in in when I was looking at their roadmap in Q2, they're hoping to actually put out a minimal viable test network for Ton. Not sure how how much in interaction the public's going to have with that, but they're they're going to have something, I guess, at that point. And then at the end of this year, they're going to be test. They're going to have testing and security audits for Ton, a stable version of Ton, as well as a Telegram wallet. So the wallet is definitely going to be a big thing for for everybody. And then in the beginning of 2019, they're hoping to get this Ton-based economy, which I assume means the payments as well as services, that kind of thing, um, integrated. And then in Q2, they're going to launch actually Ton services, I guess some sort of storage protocol and uh, proxy. So overall, it seems like there's not a ton of new tech necessarily here, and we've touched on this a couple times already, but I think the fact that they have such a large user, user base already will make it much easier to get adoption in this way. And if they take all these great items that they have that already exist but integrate them into the Telegram app, it could be a huge thing, and it could be the app that actually gets adopted, and a lot of the single coins like nano might get lost in the in the dirt trail as telegram <laughs> speeds away yeah i think you can tell that that is their main goal is to take advantage of the 170 million users that they've got and to make um their system easily accessible to just the general public which um aren't necessarily quick to adopt technologies that are associated with crypto right now yeah, definitely. And uh, so one thing that, that I was kind of thinking about is, so Ethereum and everything in crypto came at it from the currency standpoint. So Bitcoin was the original cryptocurrency, right, where its only real use was as a an exchange of value. And Ethereum came into that too, even though they were the smart contract version of that, they were still considered as a primary crypto. So their adoption came from that standpoint as here's this blockchain type crypto but telegram and really any other app that has a big following could do it this other way where they get a significant amount of interest in the app that they actually have and in telegram's case it was this chat app and they're going to integrate from that direction into the crypto world where they integrate things like smart contracts and currencies so yeah i think they're kind of in this um perfect in between section of web 2.0 which is heavy social media based and web 3.0 which is really where blockchain expects mm. to lead the way yeah yeah that's true and i think just if everybody's going to take a look at this and companies like facebook might be looking at this now just the fact that telegram is going to be able to raise this much cash makes me wonder if if, te if they might get some competition um, in the next little while so just to compare uh, so WhatsApp was purchased by Facebook in 2014 for $22 billion, and WhatsApp has five times more monthly active users than Telegram. So obviously Telegram has a huge head start, and WhatsApp has given it up to Facebook, which is very much centralized social media. So they're probably not going to get involved, but I don't know. If they see this much money coming in from um, investor funds, maybe they might consider something. Well, and you're already seeing uh, something similar with Kick doing it with their yeah. Kin token, yeah. um, not to the extent that uh, Ton is doing it, but 
it, it wouldn't surprise me if you do see something coming up from WhatsApp and Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it could be. And so I think just for, for scale uh, comparison, when it comes to Ethereum versus Telegram, because I really see them being like they're pretty close. I, I don't think mm -hmm. there's a big difference yet. Just both are at different stages and they have, they have different focuses. But um, so the amount of unique addresses that Ether has is 28 million and Telegram has 170 million users. So Telegram's ability to get this to be adopted seems to me much higher than Ethereum. I don't know how many people actually use the decentralized apps that are on Ethereum, but clearly the only app that Telegram has, which is the chat service, is being used by 170 million people. So it, it'll be neat to see how they, they're able to integrate this. And, um, you know, who knows if Ethereum is able to make a good decentralized chat service if they are able to steal a lot of users away from telegram yeah that would be an interesting development actually <laughs> well that's the thing right they could go both directions but you know it's there's a lot of chat apps that are that are out there now so it's not like you're restricted to only one but i think telegram is sort of unique in the way that it's very much international and very much secure so people trust it um but yeah, there's nothing stopping anybody from making a, a good, secure app on Ethereum like that. Definitely. Anyway, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, let us know what you think about Ton, whether or not Telegram is a piece of garbage and it shouldn't be um, looked at. But uh, I don't think anybody's able to buy it until later this year when the ICO actually comes out. So please like, subscribe, let us know what you think, and follow us at Twitter at TalkChainPod. Uh, yeah, and don't forget to share on Reddit, Facebook. Uh, tell a friend, tell a family member. I'm sure your grandma would love to hear about it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care.